and you start reading and you're like, whoa, this is so broken. Like there are so many things that are not only just broken, but there's some things that are really dark. Like, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. So when I was in college, I took an independent study class on morality in the works of Flannery O'Connor. Now, Flannery O'Connor is arguably um, one of the greatest American writers of the last century. I say arguably because people argue about that stuff. But here's Flannery O'Connor, who was this uh, Catholic writer, this phenomenal Catholic author, uh, and that there's this depth of like meaning, depth of reality, depth of morality in her writings. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I can't wait to read from this Catholic author. And I started reading. And I was like, I don't like these stories because the stories are all broken. They're all dark. I'm used to Hallmark. Like, I'm used to Christian movies. Christian movies are, there's some brokenness, grace comes in, and everything's all better afterwards. Like, it's a stormy night, and then the sun comes up, and everything's fine. That your life falling apart, and the next, by the end of the story, your life is not only not falling apart anymore, your life is better than it ever possibly could be. Like, that's this kind of, I'm used to Hallmark Christianity. And I'm reading Flannery O'Connor Christianity, and it's like actually how we live. Because that's, that's what, I had, to, I had to break through into this. Like her describing human brokenness, her describing human suffering, her describing her characters are like real people. And then grace isn't just this magic wand that comes into their lives and makes everything all better. Grace is God's assistant. Grace is God's life, God's power that they have to cooperate with. And it's always this, oh gosh, it just, it doesn't fix everything. It, fix what's need, it fixes what needs to get fixed. So I've been thinking about this because when you read the Bible, sometimes people are expecting to read the Hallmark version of the Bible, right? Where you hear all these people, like these heroes of the of Scripture. You have Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, and Sarah and, and Bathsheba and David and all these people. And you think like, well, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of brokenness, but then God's grace comes and they're completely fine. Have you ever read the Bible and you read, come across something and you're like, wait, is this, is this what the Bible is teaching me to do? Sometimes we call those things the dark passages of Scripture. In fact, Pope Benedict the 16th, he said he invited uh, Scripture scholars and theologians and people to, like, to, to dive deeply into those quote-unquote dark passages of Scripture, those really challenging things that we, stop, we hear, read them or hear them and we think, whoa, no, really? Like even, not just the Old Testament, but even Jesus saying, unless you hate your father or mother, you cannot be my disciple. Like, wait, pump the brakes. What do you mean by that? Pope Benedict said, we need people to dive deeply into those things to be able to reveal to us what they truly mean. Because too many of us, too many of us get stuck up, hung up on those, and we get stuck. And we start thinking like, wait, if that's what the Bible teaches, then I don't want any of it. As opposed to, or, or, or even worse, or we stand over it. We stand over the Bible and say, nope, I can't accept that. Nope, don't accept that. Nope, I don't. As opposed to receiving it, we receive scripture. In fact, this is one of the things that one of my heroes, St. Augustine, he kind of sort of did at first, and then he flipped the script. So St. Augustine had a mom, her na his name, his mom's name was St. Monica, and Monica was a Catholic Christian who loved the Lord and loved St. Augustine, who was not yet quite St. Augustine. Uh, he was uh, living far from the Lord. At one point, Monica, I think, gave him a copy of the Gospels, which were written in the original language in Greek. Now, Augustine knew Greek backwards and forwards. He was a Greek scholar, essentially. He read it and was like, this is ridiculous. This, this Greek is, doesn't even compare to the, to the incredibly high-brow, skilled, intelligent, 
beautiful Greek that I'm used to reading. And so he just tossed it across the room like this. He just dismissed it because of the Greek, because of the, the way it's written is just very plain. But then you get to the place where, okay, I'll take the plain language, but then you hear a teaching or come across a story. You're like, I don't, I don't get it. Therefore, it's wrong. And after St. Augustine's conversion, he, he recognized what had happened to him before his conversion. He said, if the, if the mindset is, I don't get it, it's wrong, that has to be flipped around. And he gave actually like seven kind of rules or criterion for us when we approach a scripture, like the dark passages that Pope Benedict was referring to, we approach those scriptures that are challenging to us, where we don't immediately get them. He said, okay, do some of these things. Before you dismiss anything out of hand, do some of these things. One is, he says, read the original language. Like you might say, okay, great, that doesn't help me at all. And I'm now reading in Hebrew and I don't even know Hebrew. I'm reading Greek now and I don't even know Greek. But he meant like get back to, the problem could be in a translation. Right? The problem could be that they're using an idiom that you don't know because you're a 21st century American or 21st century uh, someone living in Mexico or 21st century European. He, and he invited people to get back to the original language. Secondly, he said, maybe the problem is your translation, not just the original language, but like maybe your translation is like way off. The third thing is you weigh what you're reading against all of scripture. So if it seems like, wow, it seems like God is being really unfair to Job, that's as an example. Like, it just seems like there's no justice here. Or, or let's think of this better example. God destroys the world with a flood. And you're like, wait, that just seems crazy. Like, he says the whole world is wicked? And he's going to destroy the whole world by flood? Like, that seems like God is unjust. Well, if you keep reading scripture, you'll find that there's a moment where Abraham and God are talking. And God says, I'm going to destroy the city of Sodom. And Abraham says, wait, what if there's 50, what if there's righteous people there? Will you still destroy it? And you might know the story that God says, no, if there's 50 righteous people, I won't destroy it. Well, how about 45? How about 30? How about 20? How about 10? And God ultimately says, no, if there's anyone righteous there, I won't destroy it. Like, I am just. And so we apply that story in scripture to that first story of Noah and realize, okay, there must have been no one righteous on the face of the earth. So the third thing is we apply, we don't just read the one uh, text out of context, we put it in the context of the whole Bible. Number four is humility. <laughs> and that it's the humility to know that I don't know everything. I mean, that, and that's a huge thing, right, for all of us. The humility to know that, like, yeah, when it comes down to it, there's a lot that I don't know. And so, if I don't understand scripture, how about my default position is, if I don't get it, that's me, that's my problem. If I don't understand it immediately, it's because I lack understanding, not because scripture lacks clarity. The fifth thing he talked about was that uh, sacred tradition or the interpretation of the church and of the saints always uh, supersedes my own personal interpretation, which is such a good rule of thumb. Like if I'm reading something and I'm like, I don't know what this means, go to a commentary. There's a ton of great Catholic commentaries out there that explain, oh, this is what this means and that helps me a ton. The sixth and seventh principles that he gives are basically kind of the same and that what they are is don't take figurative language literally. And that's one of the, our big problems. We take figurative language literally. So it seems like God is saying, do X. Like, no, no, he's not, not saying do X. He's using that as a figure of speech or he's using that as a, in a spiritual way as opposed to in an actual literal way. And sometimes when we can get past that, then all of a sudden we understand like, oh, this is what you meant, God. You didn't mean this. For example, the parables. Sometimes we do this. We universalize uh, one element of scripture to like all of life. So here's the parable of the, the wise and the foolish virgins, right? And so the bridegroom's coming, they're all asleep, the, the, they all wake up, and the bridegroom is here. 
and the wise ones have extra oil and the foolish ones don't have any oil left. And the foolish ones say, give us some of your oil. And the wise ones say, we can't. There might not be enough for us and for you. And I look at that and I think, that's mean. My mom told me to share. These should have shared. Like that would have been the application would, would be like, hey, share. So if Jesus says that the wise virgins say they're not going to share, is that mean for me? Okay, if I'm going to be wise, I don't share my oil with others. The point of the parable wasn't don't share your oil with someone else. It was be prepared with your oil because what's oil stand for? Uh, the good works. It stands for a relationship with Jesus. No one else can have a relationship with Jesus for you. That's kind of the point. So what we need to do when we encounter some of these passages of scripture that we just don't get, we just don't quite understand is we humble ourselves before scripture and realize, okay, this is God's word. If I don't understand it, the problem is me. And we can dig deeply and ask those big, big questions. Scripture is not meant to be Hallmark Christianity. There's a reason the Hallmark Channel exists. It's to take you away from reality. The reason the Bible exists is to get you back in touch with reality. And because of that, there's going to be brokenness. Because of that, there's not, there's not going to be easy answers. But because of that, there is going to be grace. And that grace is going to be real. And it's the kind of grace that can actually change your life. Also, if you are interested in diving more deeply into the Bible, uh, we are starting this new podcast called The Catholic Bible in a Year Podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. That's me. I'm the host and narrator of the whole thing. We're reading from the Great Adventure Bible. Pick up one of these if you can. It's just so good. But we're also following Jeff Caven's Great Adventure Bible timeline. So we're going through those 14 narrative books with all the supplemental books alongside of them. I'm so excited about this. If you're interested in getting the reading plan, just go to ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. That's all one word. Bible in a year, ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a year, or you can text the word Catholic Bible, it's two words, but squish them together, Catholic Bible to the number 33777, and you'll get updates and all those kind of things. It's going to be super exciting, and I cannot wait. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.